Centurion. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello, Waco. Welcome What's to up, guys? Waco PD on the beat. In a beat. In a beat. Yeah, we're, beat 150. Exactly. <laughs> beat 150, yes. Uh, we're not in our normal studio, I guess, yeah. today. Uh, for those of you that are watching instead of listening, uh, we're outside. Yeah, and it's brighter than in the studio. I thought those lights were bad, but... <laughs> Put some sunglasses on, it's yeah, a little sun, bright out. Sun's a little intense today. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us this week on Waco PD on the beat. We are building relationships. Engaging the community. Actively working to keep you safe and incorporating teachable moments for all. That's right. And so we've gotten a few episodes done so far, and we said we kind of wanted to start doing like field trip kind of things. So we're testing out. We're right now in Cameron Park. Um, what section are we in? Which one? This Which? is Circle Point. Circle Point. Okay. Okay. Yes. I always forget how big Cameron Park is. It's incredible. It's like, huge. That was one of my favorite things when I moved to Waco was the fact that you're 60 seconds from downtown and you're in the middle of nowhere and there's trees. Right. Someone told me a fact one time and I wasn't sure if it was right, but they were saying that Cameron Park is like the second largest urban park, like next to like Central Park in New York. I've heard it compared to Central Park and it was something crazy like that, but... So I was, I've never looked that fact up, but I thought it was really cool. It's big. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's big. It's so big and beautiful. Don't need facts for that. Uh, that's right. No fact checkers there. Right. So what is this, our fourth episode now? Yeah. yeah so in one of the last ones, we talked about how counting was hard. and Yes. Yes, we we've did. We filmed a couple at a time. So some of these kind of like, to me, this is the third time we're out recording something. Right. So but the fourth episode? Fourth or fifth. Yeah. Not one of those two. Well, we're, we're here some, somehow. But we realized as we were doing these episodes, we were so excited to teach you guys about the police department and different people in the police department and different units and how we all work together. And then we were like, wait a minute, AJ, they, they kind of got to know about us, right? Yeah, like we kind of skipped over us and went right into the people we're excited to share with everybody out there. So... We just want to take this time, you know, uh, talk about a little bit about our lives so you guys can know um, just about us and, you know, who you're listening to every week. So, again, I'm Sierra Shipley, the public information officer. And I'm AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. Yeah, so we're kind of going to, I guess, interview ourselves. Really, <laughs> interview each other. The hardest interview yet. <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, now, AJ, you've been with the department a lot longer than I have. I wouldn't say a lot, but I was here before you. Well, by a couple years. So. A co but still, but still. I was still. hired in June of 2017, and then I graduated from the academy in November of 2017. Yes, and so. I've, I've only been here for about four months. So, a so, long time. It <laughs> is a lot longer I mean, in comparison I, there. I count, I would say. For people who, like, I have, I'm, I feel like I'm the youngest, like, I feel like I've been the last person to join the department. I don't know if anyone has joined on after. Oh, there was our person we hired to help with the cases that have to do with our uh, mental health cases. That's true. So we did hire. Miss Bynum there. Yes, yes, we did hire on uh, D'Angela Bynum. That's, that was like. 
last month. Yes, that, and, th and that's so. a partnership with Waco Police Department and Prosper Waco. Yes. We should, we should talk about that at some point. We do need to get her on here. Yeah, we do. Okay. Are you, are you listening? Are you listening, Bynums? We need We're you on here. Send this to you guys and make sure you both come on here because what we've partnered with Prosper Waco to do to help the community. I mean, that's awesome that we're we're growing relationships like that and trying to do things to help people outside of criminal enforcement only. So exactly, we have those repeat offenders that sometimes they don't they really don't mean to be, and they just need the help. And so right. she's here to help them gain access to that help and kind of lead them on a better path in life. Uh, we got off on a tangent, though. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, not to be not to sound like I feel but, like we sound like narcissistic almost talking about ourselves, but. We yeah, so we that's want you to kind of why I wasn't too, like, this wasn't at the first exactly. thought I had. Oh, let me introduce myself. It's like, let me tell you about how cool these people I work with are. Right, right. Like, I'm never the first person to be like, oh, let me tell you about my life. I always want to be like, let me tell you about these really cool people that I work with. <laughs> yes. So, um, okay, so AJ, talk to me about, like, how you got into law enforcement. What, what started that journey for you? Man, so uh, I'm going to start with why I never wanted to be a police officer. Okay. So I had very negative interactions growing up. It's not like I did anything crazy and I ever went to jail, but, like, I have a lead foot still to this day. So um, I got pulled over frequently. And every time I got pulled over, I think it was bad luck of the draw where it was every time I got pulled over, the officer that pulled me over was that much more of a jerk than the last one. Um, I didn't live in Waco, so maybe that was the problem. But I had terrible interactions. Every time I'd get pulled over, they'd be a huge jerk to me and I would leave and I'd be out 200 bucks for that ticket and then eventually the state was like oh you should stop speeding or we're going to take your license away so I finally stopped went to college um, I actually graduated from Central Texas A&M down in Colleen with a degree in aviation management and a minor in geology thinking that ground airplanes I'm going to get a job somewhere in between at least hopefully it's in one of those two things but turns out it was in neither of those things and I got a job here because a friend was working and knew I was miserable. I wasn't miserable, I just, I wasn't using my skills, I wasn't going anywhere where I was working, but um, I applied for the job and once I started working here I was like, man, this is an incredible opportunity to reach people and not be one of those just terrible people, the jerks that pulled me over, like I can not do that. Like, If I pull you over for speeding, there's like a 90% chance you're going to get a warning. Um, I mean, if, I guess if depend, you're in a school depend, zone, right? Dependent on the, 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 the speed, probably. Yes. And and where you and where the speeding occurred. Yes. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Bynum, he reminded me when he was my FTO, my field training officer. One day, I gave someone a warning, and we're walking back to the car, and he's like, "You know, we are the police, and we can write tickets." And I was like, "Yeah, I know. I probably would have done the same thing that guy was doing." So, I'm not a hypocrite. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to do something to him that I wouldn't want done to me, right? But, um, yeah, so I, I sh very quickly found out that this is a career where we can positively impact people's lives, and I love it. Like, I, I now work with the community outreach folks, so instead of just showing up on a bad day and trying to solve terrible problems, I'm getting to go out and I'm getting to be involved with things like this where it's like I'm positively interacting from the beginning instead of trying to turn something negative into 
a slightly better situation. Right, because that's what we're always trying to do. I feel a lot of us at the department, we want to build that relationship and have the community be aware that we're here to help Absolutely. and protect them. And I think officers like yourself, you know, for, for the reason of become, you know, becoming an officer and being in this role, I think it's helped change that uh, narrative. Absolutely. I mean, I think the overwhelming majority of police across the nation get into this profession because they want to help people at the end of the day. That's what they're there for. They want to help. They want to do something to impact their communities. It's just a matter of whether or not you get enough time to do it in the role you're in. Um, so I've been very blessed with the opportunity to get put in this role where my job is to positively interact with the community. And I'm not having to figure out, okay, do I have time to do that between calls? Or, hey, Sarge, can I come to work for this National Night Out just happened? So, right. you know, I would always ask, hey, Sarge, can I go do National Night Out? Well, let me look at the lineup. Let me see if we can let you do that. Yeah, and afford that. Because, you know, of course, we are always needing officers. And so if, if yes. there's not enough time or not enough people and officers to fill those spaces, we got to take over and do that. Absolutely. So that takes priority. You guys take priority. Yes. So let's take a little commercial break for a second. Okay. I think now's a good time to talk about our victim services unit and the Waco Police Department. You know, that helps coordinate the needs of those affected by tragedy, you know, involving crime. So to meet the extensive needs of our growing community, we provide 24-7 service to crime victims. Yes. And the unit relies heavily on volunteers. Um, those consist of community members that are wanting to make an active, positive impact on somebody's life and make a difference in a victim's life. Um, they're exceptional individuals, and we're always looking for more of them. So if you're interested, we've got some information on how to get involved with that program. Yeah, these are people who are just really have the heart to help and want to make sure that those in your community are getting the resources that they need at their you know lowest point in their yes. life. So if you'd like to become a victim services volunteer and help those in need in your community, you can contact the victim services volunteer coordinator, Missy Sparks, and her email is msparks at wacotx.gov. Or you can also call 254 254- 750-7527. And details are also on the City of Waco website. I highly recommend anybody that has any kind of heart for service to look into that because it's just incredible what the folks that help with that program do for us. Absolutely. And you're serving not even those in Waco, but the entire county. So, well, that's really cool. Now, you became an officer first, though, right? You weren't, you didn't, because you're Crime Stoppers. Yes. Coordinator right now from McLennan County. So explain how you got to, I guess, this point. Like, what, right. how, what did you have to do to get here? So went through the application process, and that's, that's a whole other podcast we could do. We could talk to our recruiting people, but um, getting hired probably took three to six months, somewhere in there. It seemed like two years because, it, it, you know, I was three hours away from here, so everything was so far removed from me that it was like, I'm just constantly waiting for something to happen. But, you know, you, you take the civil service test, you take the physical agility test we've got now, um, wait a couple of weeks, and then get your polygraph and your... Um, Background psych- checks. Psychological yeah. checks. All those, you know, 
all the things that need to be done before you can apply. Then you have your interview, and they're talking to your resources, not resources, references. References. <laughs> they talk to your references. Um, and then once they've done whatever their process is to figure out if you're worth hiring, if you're someone that, you know, is going to be a good fit here, you come in for an interview and, you know, you think you're not going to get hired and then everybody sticks their hand out. I'm like, congratulations. <laughs> and I was like, for what? Like, I probably will never see you guys again. But they're like, no, like, you're going to go up, talk to the chief. We're going to offer you a job. I'm like, really? After that interview? So that was <laughs> a fun wait, time. Every time you go, I feel like it, that's me too. Every time you get done with, like, an interview with, with a possible job or you come out of it and you're like, well, that was absolutely horrible. I will not yeah. be getting the job. That was the worst interview I've ever done. I, I think <laughs> that the police department did that on purpose too, though. Um, just to kind of like mess with your head and right. psych you out. But then it was like, oh, congratulations, man. Everybody's patting me on the back. Like I've been here for 20 years. And it's like, what? So that was, that was cool. And then um, shortly after that, I think about two weeks before the academy started, started learning general orders and that took all of two weeks to get started on and then you know every time there was a break in training at the academy that's what we did is general orders um so the academy was 20 weeks mm -hmm. had some fun there and then you know another great thing about waco is that after the academy we have another I think they've condensed it to like three or four months now but they put you through more training to prepare you before you ever hit the streets which, you know, that's not something that's common, but it's something that's just incredible to have when you're actually going out and answering calls to know what to expect to, to a certain degree. Right. So I did that and then started field training, and that's a, a four-month process. You go through each of the shifts, get one month on each shift, and then go back to your first person, and they grade you for a month. So four months of being graded every day was that was fun. That's hard. Yeah. You think like, oh, okay, I'm only going to be graded, you know, high school and, and mm -hmm. middle school and your college. You're like, oh, great. Yeah. The grades are done. Just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> you want to be a police officer. So finished that, got through the field training process, and then I was on patrol. Um, I worked the area around the police station for a few years, and then um, the guy that was in this position was retiring, so they posted the opening, and I tested for it, and here we are. Yeah, so talk about why you wanted to be the Crime Stoppers. Like, what, what intrigued you to kind of help in that way? For sure. So, um, you know, as I mentioned, I absolutely love the positive interactions with the community. So this is through our community outreach, who is in place to interact with the community. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was a big draw when that popped up, I was like, heck yeah, I want to do something that isn't just dealing with people in times of crisis, but uh, I do miss it, so I have staffed a couple of times. I did it on Tuesday, or... Yeah, Tuesday night? Was it no, Tuesday? that was National Night Out. That I was did it on night. Monday night. Monday night. <laughs> Monday night, I decided to stay till almost 10 before I had to be back at work very early the next day, and then National Night Out, so... This has been a long week for me, but I got my it's, patrol, oh patrol fix. It's been a long week for all of us, yes. and we're only halfway through. <laughs> Barely, yeah. Yeah, and, and the month is just going to be all the same. October is just so, so crazy. For, October for, is an awesome month for community is. events. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. National Night Out. We had coffee with the cop this morning. Um, 
Red Ribbon Week. Red Ribbon Week is coming up too. So. That'll be next week. You guys go out to different schools, and it's kind of like a surprise fun day for them. They yes. get a whole bunch of cool stuff. So I'm not going to ruin anything, but. I'm not going to talk about it. I will say really that cool. it's going to be an incredible thing for these kids to see what we're going to do for them. Yeah. And at their schools. So we call it the Red Ribbon Swarm because we swarm their schools, and it's going to be. I'm excited. That's awesome. I'm excited, yeah. too. Because, I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, so. I, I'm excited to be on this side of things doing it. I'm usually on the yeah. other side. That, that's what I'm used to with uh, working. You know, I used to work at a news station, so I'm used to kind of being on the other side. So doing all these community events with the police department is such a different, like, eye-opening experience. Oh, for sure. I would say. I mean, of course, I knew that the police department tried to do so much in connecting with the community and doing things like that, but when you're on this side of it and you see the extensiveness of the way this, how much planning goes into these events and and what it takes to do these events and, and how much it takes to, to just just a team of people to make sure these events happen. Uh, it's absolutely blown me away since there's just a few months I've been here so far. Yes. That is a big spider. Dear Lord, there's a spider. I can't. It's huge. That's got to stay in there. It came right to me. He liked so what you were saying. So for those of you who are <laughs> you're keeping this in that's great for those of you who are listening oh there is a huge spider that just came out the joys of trying to uh do this in the outdoors we're good now we are good uh, officer aj smith helped me and saved me thank you officer <laughs> it was close it was touch and go those of you that are just listening i grabbed my radio in case we needed backup yes yes okay because that wouldn't have been embarrassing. Crisis averted. 521, I need backup at Cameron Park, Circle Point. <laughs> it was, was a giant spider. That was terrifying. It came out of nowhere. Okay. All right. Back, back to... Back Spiders to... do serve an important purpose <laughs> in the world, but... Yes. Not right now. Not, not for this fan. podcast. Not for this podcast. So I guess we can talk a little bit about, I guess, why, where I came from. Yeah. Um, from Arizona. Uh, Born and raised, went to school at Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff, and graduated in 2018. And so once I graduated, just applied to, because I graduated with a degree in journalism. So I worked at the local news station in Flagstaff, and I was a reporter and an anchor for them. And so uh, when it was time to move on, applied all over the world and, well, all over the nation, I guess I should say, not all over the world, but all over the, all over the U.S. And uh, it came down to Waco, Texas or Lansing, Michigan. That was not a hard decision. See, I like to tell people, because they're always like, what brought you to Waco? I was like, well, it was here, Lansing. <laughs> and they I go, mean, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Michigan was pretty. I know yeah, some amazing yeah. people from I Michigan. Mean, Michigan is great, too cold for me. Yeah, there's negative numbers yeah. on a regular basis Can't there. do that. Absolutely can't do that. So we are here in Waco, Texas. And when I moved here, um, I heard the saying, and I love the saying, is that uh, if you're not born in Texas... You're going to find a way to live here at some point in your life. Yeah. And I said, yep, I think that that's about right. So, uh, yeah, started working uh, with KXXB, Channel 25, and I was a reporter for them for about two and a half years, and then we got a new chief. 
And awesome new chief. Yes. And so as the reporter, I came to the police department and I interviewed the chief, talked to her and did a story on, you know, what she wants to do for our community and how she plans on doing that and how excited she is to start. And a few days later, um, just started realizing that they had the PIO position open. I started thinking, I started talking to people at the department, I started asking questions, and I said, you know what, I really love telling stories in the community. I love talking about the great things that have happened in Waco and surrounding cities. But I really, my favorite things that I always did was something that uh, it w- was, uh, you know, impactful from the police department side. Hey, you know, an officer went out and did this great thing for a kid that they just saw, you know, during their patrol shift. Or yeah. it was, you know, community events that you guys did. And I just was really drawn to those types of stories. And so when I was applying for this position, that was a big thing for me was like, hey, I want I want to do what I'm doing as you know, what you see it like a reporter doing, but I want to do that for you guys. So, you know, I'll write the press releases and I'll talk to the media, but I want to do our, my own stories about the police department. I think, you know, I, we just did one for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We've got Officer Nikki Kaufman and our records representative, Sarah Slider. They both are survivors of breast cancer. And I put a story together um, about them and how we got our pink patches this month. Yes. Um, so I was really excited to do that. But... It's been it's been fun these last is it four months? It's July that I started. July, August, August September. Three months. Three months. Oh, it already feels like I've been here forever. Yeah. So, but so that's what kind of got me to, I guess Waco and, you know, my stint here. I don't have like a whole lot to talk about regarding like oh you know my journey through the police department because it was kind of um uh, a surprise i mean I, I didn't come to waco saying anything like oh i'm gonna work for the i mean working at a police department it, it was never something that had crossed my mind or i thought of uh being maybe like a public information officer of some sort or anything like that it just wasn't anything that I thought of doing. I had experience doing it in Flagstaff, but it wasn't like something I was actively pursuing. So the opportunity kind of just fell in my lap, and but I'm just very blessed, very very yes. blessed for for you know what this opportunity has already presented in, in just the couple months I've been here. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the things that we're doing, we're expanding on those. I mean, like the trunk or treat, you know we have that i think that's the week the week after this so shows yes. up right so, the so 25th the 25th october 25th, october 25th is trunk or treat show up at the police department hang out with us yes and, you know come to one of those community events that we're talking about yeah and there's a lot that we're i mean i want to talk about trunk or treat for a little bit because i'm really excited about i mean i love halloween it's one of my favorite holidays and so trunk or treat we got it october 25th right in the front of the police department that's 3115 pine avenue and 7 p.m to 9 p.m. or until or, candy runs yes. out. So we'll we're gonna have a That's lot of a candy. That's a very important though. little caveat to throw in there. Right. Until candy runs out because we have a lot. We've had we amazing have a ton support. Of candy. We've had a lot of donations. We could probably take more, um, but 
I don't think it's going to last till nine. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if if it's anything like the back to school bash, which the community, you guys are amazing representing the way you did and letting yes. us. I mean, we you know opened our front doors and wanted y'all to come to our home, but just the representation that you guys came I mean, was we were just blown away by that support. Yes. And we love that, and we love to do events like this. So that's why we're doing trunk or treat. But gosh, if it's anything like that. Oh, that candy's going to go so fast. <laughs> yes. I mean, the backpacks, it was like two hours into that, and we ran out of backpacks. Mm -hmm. Like, we gave out all the backpacks we had. And it was nearly 800, we had. 800 in total between backpacks and vouchers. Yeah. And we were out, like, halfway through this event. So we're speculating that the candy's going to go just as fast because everybody likes candy. Right. But so. come dress up. And October 25th, 7 to 9 p.m. We're going to have lots of different PD representation. Yeah, so people to, from all over the county. Mm -hmm. so. and, and school PDs as That's well. That's true. Waco ISD, I was just talking to them yesterday, and they're excited. And then they also have one the following night. So if we do run out of candy, just go tell oh them, gosh. hey, we're here because Waco PD let us down. There are so many trunk or treat events in Waco and just McLennan County as a whole. So if you guys, if, if candy runs out, if you come too late to ours, which I would say like too late would be like 830. Like, uh, yeah, like don't, sure. don't show, like show up as early as you can, set seven to nine. Don't show up before seven, yes. <laughs> seven to nine, but don't come at 830 either. Cause at 830, I feel like that's when we're going to be like starting very scarce. Yes. Like very, like very. Here's one Tootsie Roll. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a small one. It's not It'll even be, like the full size. We'll be giving size. out like the candies no one likes, like yeah. Smarties. I don't really like Smarties. It's too chalky. See, that's like the extent of sour candy. That was a good memory from like the third <laughs> to fourth grade. Every time I did something well in class, oh, here's a Smarty. So it made me. Because you're so smart. I was like a dog getting a treat. It's like the teacher <laughs> so guess, had a clicker and was like. Click smarty. Click smarty. <laughs> so it's like a good validation candy, you know. But other than that, not very good. Not my favorite. That's true. I wouldn't go purchase them for not myself. Not my favorite. So, AJ, I mean, you tell me. What's been your favorite part working here at, at the PD? Oh, man. And don't say anything about interacting with the community because we know that's everyone's favorite part. Yeah, so I would have to say interacting with the community. <laughs> no. Um, so... I was still on field training, but there is some dude, he must have been important. I, don't, I honestly don't know who he was or what they were here for, but he flew into the airport and they wanted us to escort him from the airport to a speaking engagement. So I got to drive ridiculously fast and play leapfrog with like, I think there were six other police cars and there were two of them. So I think I hit like 110 or 115 going down MLK, which... It, it was really fast. So um, that was probably one of my favorite things early on. But just the, the experiences, like, I absolutely love our canine unit. I love all three of our dogs. And the handlers are cool people, too. If they're listening to this, I don't want them to get offended. But I, I love their dogs more. <laughs> um, Usually, I, I mean, I think that's kind of like a general consensus. Usually people just like dogs more. That's true. People suck. Dogs, <laughs> like, if it's not a chihuahua, it doesn't suck. And I can oh say goodness. that because we have a chihuahua. Okay, okay. And I was going to say. he hates people, and it just drives me insane. I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, he has food for you. Don't bark at him. <laughs> Don't be mean. Yeah. He's a nice person. <laughs> you know, our Aussie, he loves everybody because everybody could potentially give him a treat. The chihuahua just doesn't care. He hates everyone. He's so bitter. Um, but our canines are just incredible, and I... 
get to decoy for them. So that means that I put on the suit and they bite me and I love it. Um, it's just a game of hide and seek for the dogs and to watch them work. It's just, I mean, it's an incredible opportunity to watch it, let alone be a part of it. Um, I will say that Waco has very well-trained dogs. So that's even better for you guys. Um, I've helped with another training where there were dogs from other agencies that I expected to be exactly like our canines and they weren't. And so like when our dogs are told to release, they let go. These other dogs, it, I think they bit harder. I don't know if the, the language, there was a language Ooh. barrier. Okay. But yeah, um, I think the dog stuff has definitely been. And awesome. I've always so there's like a desire, I guess, or, or a want. Like I, I would, I want to go to one of the, the canine trainings. I haven't been to one yet, and I really would, I like want to get bit by the dog, but I don't want to get bit by the dog. I think you need to. Like I'm ta- so absolutely terrified. Know- there's nothing to be scared of, especially if you're not doing anything wrong. Now, if right, you right, run right. from one of those dogs, don't like, run. Listen, I would not recommend that. That at all. I mean, that is like the the silliest thing to me is when people try and run from our dogs because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, four legs are always going to beat out mm-hmm. two. Yeah, and I don't know if you've taken a good look, especially at Andor. Like, I'm sure the other oh, yeah. dogs have the same rippling muscles, but like Storm <laughs> has a lot more have, fur. Like, great muscles. <laughs> Yeah, if I was half as ripped as Andor, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying I'd be happy be like, to go to the beach What's your workout plan? What's your diet like? Yeah. Can I get on that? But, like, he just gets so excited and his muscles start tensing and it's oh just like... Oh, my goodness. He is excited to play with that water bottle, usually. Right, right, right. But, like, they're so sweet. Like, I yeah. have met them and they're, they're so sweet. But, I mean, it is always work time for them. Yeah, that, but that's how well-behaved they are. I oh, mean, yeah. If he says bite, he does. If he says release, he does. He does, yeah. And it's... It's just like that. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know, like, the suit would help. Like, I would definitely wear the suit. Yes. If I would, would be bit by the dog. I would recommend um, the suit but versus I still, no suit. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. For sure. And I, but I still feel like my bones will crack in half. Mine haven't yet. I'm, I'm, a, ti- I'm a tiny human. Our bones are the same, though. It's just, that's like, the true. stuff around just it that's around different. around the bone like, is a little different. I'm yeah. going to need some more muscle. I'll work on that. And, yeah. then, and then I'll see how I feel. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, that's the only thing that's ever hurt is when, like, the little fat part on the back of my arm got pinched in the suit. Mm. I was like, oh, that, I felt that one. Yeah, that's another thing is, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure that suit weighs more than me already. It's awkward, but, So, yeah. I don't even know if I'd even be able to stand in it. Yeah, just sit in the corner. Just, just sit in the corner. Just They've had me there. hide in some weird spots. Um... But the tra- I mean, any type of training, when I started, I was really excited because I was given opportunities to go out with our recruits and do training with them. That is cool. So that was really cool to see what that process is to get officers ready for the streets. And, and even the types of encounters they have, they, they may or may not come uh, in contact with. Uh, it was just, it was really cool to see. Uh, how the training works because it's an extensive training. Like people don't yeah. just apply to be a police officer and then they're on the streets, you know, next month. Like you yes. said, it was a it, almost a, a year. Yeah, almost a year uh, before you're actually by yourself, right? Yeah. So it's it's a long process. And while we're on that note, something that I've seen multiple times on Facebook in particular 
there's this thing going around that's like how many hours a plumber needs to become a plumber versus how many hours a uh, police officer needs to become a police officer. And I'm like, yeah, on paper, but in reality, like, there's so much more training that doesn't go into that number they're putting out there. So it's partially correct, but in reality, like, it is a year of time and it doesn't stop there because we've got two-year training cycles where there are required classes that everyone has to take in order to keep their license and if they don't do that training they lose their license and if you don't have your license you lose your job so we're constantly training um waco puts us through different training scenarios on a regular basis COVID has impacted that but we're working around it and instead of doing um you know, a defensive tactics, hands-on, in each other's face training. Um, we've turned that into, we're doing firearms training now. So, you know, they're adapting and overcoming to situations while still keeping us well-trained and ready to go. Right. And, you know, Sierra's talking about how she got to tag along with our recruits to figure out and see hands-on first-person experience of what we do. Um, Anyone listening to this podcast right now has that opportunity. So look out for, I think in January, she doesn't know about it apparently, but um, <laughs> she will be now. putting something out about the Citizens Police Academy. Yes. So it is, it's 12 weeks, 20 weeks. I don't know how, mm. I don't know how long it is, but I know that it is a few months where you come up to the police department on Thursday evenings. I think it's 12 weeks, but you come up Thursday evenings, six o'clock till eight eight thirty somewhere in there and you'd run through scenarios so like you'll do traffic stops one night where you get a little lesson on this is how a traffic stop is performed and then you go out we're in the parking garage and we have a police car and we have another car and run a traffic stop go up to that car mm -hmm. um, our explorers are usually the role players and it could be a a very simple, here's the license, here's the insurance, and everybody goes about their way. Mm -hmm. But the other night, I think it was about two weeks ago we were doing it, and one of the explorers decided to run off. And the, the person in the Citizen Police Academy, one of them was just like standing there, standing at us, and the other guy just took off running after him. So it's, we try to make it as relatable and realistic as possible so that people get a true experience of what kind of training the officers go through. Right. And I think, too, it really opens from a civilian side because I am not a police officer. I may be a public information officer, but I'm, I'm, I don't carry a gun or a taser. I don't have a badge. And so I'm a civilian employee. And but I, So I think from the civilian side, watching these scenarios and going through them yourself, it really helps you understand even what's going through the officer's mind. Because I played both like, okay, the recruits are pulling me over, but then I also was... A, like I played the role of the officer myself as well. And so you could really see from both ends what's going through your mind on both sides. And I think it helps the civilian understand what the officers are going through at those times and what they yeah. could go through and how they have to deal with those. And I think to some extent, you know, people going through those experiences, getting a taste of it, they still get that adrenaline dump and they're they're in a safe environment. Like there's no 
I mean, there's only a couple guns involved in there in our holsters for those of us that are helping put the scenario on. So, like, if there's a gun in the in the car, it's a red gun. It's a chunk of plastic, you know. Right, and so, there, the, the there's uh, the shell casing, but it's like it's a it's a soap. I always want to say it's like a rubber. Oh, so the, we've got some munition soap. rounds too. Yeah. So for our training for police purposes, we will run through scenarios that use some munition rounds, which is basically paintball on steroids. Um, they look like our duty weapons, but they mm-hmm. are blue, and they shoot the little wax bullets that have like a, a small amount of gunpowder to propel it. But yeah, I mean, in those training scenarios, like your adrenaline drives you up and you know your heart rate gets elevated and you're experiencing it to some degree so it's kind of um it's a good way of getting stress inoculation so that you know when we get into these real world scenarios we have that experience so we're not having to right process it as much and i think a lot of people don't realize but I, i mean it takes a lot and people know this it takes a lot of courage and strength to you know be a police officer but at the end of the day i mean we're human Yes. You know, we're, you guys aren't super men and super women, you know, no, exempt from, from any sort of law yourself. Exactly. And so you guys are human. You are, whatever's going through your mind during high tense situations is probably what's going through anyone's mind during a high tense situation. Put in that same scenario, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've got. We have to consider what the law is, what our policy is, and then on top of that, we have to deal with what's happening. So, you know, we're constantly running through that OODA loop. That's a whole other thing. But we're constantly processing what's happening, reacting to it, and then processing it. And, right. and on top of that, we have to take into consideration, like, are we acting within the law? Are we acting within policy? Are we doing what's right for this situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot. And, and it's, I commend you guys for what these, what these officers do every day. I mean, it's, it's a lot. And, and it can take a toll on you guys, for sure. Yes. Um, I want to take a pause right now, talk about the Take Me Home program. We've got a great program that I actually recently just learned yes. about it. You did Same. too, right? Yes. <laughs> so the Take Me Home program is free service available to residents throughout McLennan County. This is something that is, you know, for all the counties, for adults and children who may have difficult uh, communicating, and that's due to maybe a developmental or a cognitive disability. So what this Take Me Home program is, is you can register this adult or child in our system, and let's say this adult or child is lost and doesn't really know how to get back home or communicate that they're getting, they need to get back home or are lost. So this program can, uh, if they are in the program, officer encounters them, they get their name, tell our dispatch, our dispatch looks up this person, and it has all their information and how to get them home and back to a safe environment. Yes, and that's something that, I mean, it makes sense to have, and it's just awesome that we're able to do something to help people that need help. Um, to get someone home safely and be able to, you know, know how to interact with them or whatever kind of notes are put in there. Um, you know, the big one is probably the emergency contact to know like, Hey, we've, we found your person. 
where do we need to take them so that they're safe and how do we need to comfort them or take care of them? So Yeah, so that application you guys can find on the City of Waco website and that's waco-texas.com or you can even just Google search Take Me Home Waco and it'll pop up right in the Google search applications on the website. If you know someone who should enroll or would like to enroll yourself, this is just for any adult or child who may have you know, difficulty communicating due to a de- developmental or cognitive disability. So that is just something we want to make sure you guys know about because I think this is a great program that I had just recently learned about. And I mean, if I didn't know about it and I work at the police department, right. I mean... Uh, who knows how many of you out there know about it? So well, that's just like texting nine one one. Did you know you could do that? I did know I could, like we okay. could do that, but I've ne- obviously I've never done that myself. Same. Um, and obviously, don't experiment with that. That's unless true. That's you're in, in an emergency. Um, but I've always been curious about how that works. Yeah. So I think that's only within the last two, maybe three years. But you know, if you're in a situation. The, the scenario that comes to mind is in, if you're in a domestic violence type situation or if you're somewhere where like you're hiding in the closet because someone is a threat to you, like you can text 911 and they can two-way dialogue with you and figure out what you need, where you're at, and all that kind of stuff. So if you're ever in a situation where you can't call 911, you can text them. And that was something I just I recently learned about. And I think it's just like this program where our dispatches they're doing incredible things to help serve the community that doesn't really get talked about as much, I feel like. Right. Oh, absolutely. I think our dispatchers, I mean, of course, we, we know about those 911 telecommunicators. You know they're there. But I think you never really understand, you know, the the job until you're right there with yes. them. Or, the, or you're talking to them and asking them questions about it. So, um that's what this podcast is for. That's what we're here to do. Talk about that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about how the officers experience all this emotional stuff in connection with the calls that we work. Um, dispatchers experience that, too. You know, somebody, let's be honest, nobody calls 911 for a good reason. No. Um, it's either something they shouldn't have called 911 about that the dispatchers have to explain to a person that doesn't want to hear that, but it's the truth, or... They're calling 911 because something tragic is happening, and that dispatcher can hear it. They are hearing the person going through that tragedy, and then the line disconnects because we show up. So that dispatcher has the worst part of the situation, and that's it. It ends. We show up while the dispatcher is talking to them sometimes, but we get to take that call, and we take it from that terrible moment to some sort of resolution, whether it be we completely work the call to finish or somebody else comes in and helps take over for us. But we get to see some sort of closure. Um, So those dispatchers don't get that closure, but they do experience that trauma. So Yeah, I mean, heroes in themselves. They're civilian employees as well, so they don't have that officer title, but definitely the first to the fight. They, they are they are they are the first responder. Yeah. When, and, I mean when and, when it comes to situations that and you they guys didn't even need get that recognition for. until like last year or the year before right. where they are they're now considered a first responder. So yeah, dispatchers they've got a hard job and uh, something yes. else that's really hard is gaining information on yes. tips. 
and for for our active investigations, that's something you have to handle with tips yes. coming in for Crime Stoppers. So there's so many investigations going on, and there's so much information that could be collected, and you guys have it all. So if you want to remain anonymous and potentially earn money helping our people, all of our detectives solve crime, you can reach out to Crime Stoppers. There's a couple different ways you can do that. If you have information on any crime that's happened or if you know where a wanted person is or have information that can lead to a felony arrest, if you call 753-HELP or if you get on our website and click on submit a tip or if you download the P3 app, you can submit a tip with that information and remain completely anonymous. And if it leads to an arrest, you can earn up to $2,000. So, uh, tip and aid snitching and report crime anonymously through Crime Stoppers. Yeah, so there, I mean, and we're hoping, we hope you guys like this podcast. I mean, we're so, we are excited to be able to do this with you guys and talk to you guys about things like this. Uh, yes. and, and we hope that you're enjoying it as well. So we have an email that we started and we'd love for you guys to use this. Uh, we're going to find other ways that you guys can try and communicate with us, but we're starting with an email. Yes. And so, I mean, send us suggestions. What do you want to learn? What do you want to talk about? But you need the email. We need to tell you this email. Yes. And that email is... It's really easy. It is beat, B-E-A-T, at wacotx.gov. Yes. So at wacotx.gov, all one word. Beat at wacotx.gov. So, yeah, send us uh, maybe requests, what what you want to know, what's been, you know, sitting on your mind, questions you want to ask us or you want us to figure out, or if there's maybe a certain thing at the department you want to learn more about. Uh, Also, tell us what you like. uh, And dislike. And and dislike. Most importantly, because if it's terrible... We aren't going to know that unless you tell no. us. Like, I mean, don't I'm going to keep thinking it's sunshine and roses right, and people right. love watching I mean, we, we think people have been telling us that we've been doing us. really good and we appreciate that feedback, but we also love the constructive criticism as well. Absolutely. Uh, we want to make this so it's, you know, fun for you guys to listen to, easy for you guys to listen to. We're available on all streaming platforms. We're on uh, Facebook, YouTube, all that type of fun stuff. And so those you can find uh, Waco Police Department pages on YouTube and Facebook. Um, but everywhere else, as far as like audio mediums, you'll be searching Waco PD on the beat. All right, well, I think that wraps up episode four here. I think we did a good job, yeah, so far. Uh, but let us know. I mean, I think we're doing I think we're doing a good job so far. Yeah, and we're going to keep thinking that until you tell us otherwise. <laughs> but we really do love doing these podcasts. Where I'm learning so much. You're learning so much. Hope you guys, or I, yeah, you, I am, you are, AJ. Now, those who are listening, when I say you, sometimes it's kind of hard. And then you, you the viewer, you the listener, are also learning a lot, we hope, as well. Uh, So thanks for joining us, and we'll hope to see you next time. Have a good one, Waco. Until next time on our next adventure. I'm Sierra Shipley, Public Information Officer. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator. Waco PD on the beat. The heartbeat serving you.